This is Randy Rosetta with HubCityPreps.com with Lubbock Christian Coach Chris Softley, whose program is still flying high. It's been several months, and you have to turn the page here pretty quick, Chris, but you, I'm going to guess you're letting guys reflect maybe one more time, a couple more times before things get really hot and hairy on what you guys accomplished last year, which was a TAPS Division Four state championship, the f- program's first since 2004. I think it's an interesting conversation and, and certainly something I've thought a lot about is, is do you talk about it, do you not talk about it, um, and, and how much is too much. And so for us, I, I just try to be really transparent and consistent with our kids. We started this fall camp like we start every fall camp. It's the same conversations, it's the same expectations. Uh, there's no putting seeds in their mind of, uh, you know, hey, maybe you're coming in arrogant or maybe you're coming in entitled. Right. I think that's kind of foolish if they're coming in hungry and healthy and confident like they always do. So we have not talked about it much. Uh, it's, it's not that we're trying to avoid it, but it's that every day has enough trouble of its own. Uh, we have been busy enough trying to learn how to block tackle, line up in the right spot, um, and run to the football with effort. And so we just try to focus on those things that are controllable and we know those are going to take care of the uncontrollable things. Because even though you, I just asked you the number, you have seven start or six starters on both sides of the ball, seven guys total, a few extra lettermen besides that. That's not a huge number. Now, mm-hmm. for you guys, the number of players you have, that's probably a pretty decent percentage. But that still means there's a lot of learning, a lot of experience that you have to get those guys that haven't been out there early in the season. There's no doubt that the preseason for us is crucial. Uh, losing nine really talented seniors that are high contributors, uh, multiple All-State guys. But as I look through our numbers, you know, this is year eight, crazy enough. You blink and you're the oldest, the, the longest tenured coach in, in the Lubbock area in 806. And I look back through our, our numbers, really. One year, we returned starters greater than this. We had six on offense, seven on d- defense, and we went to the state championship game in 2019. Okay. Otherwise, every other year, it's, it's as thin as this, if not thinner. And so, to me, I just say that to say, it's, again, it's the same story. It's just a different verse. It's, it's, a, it's a new opportunity for us to grow up kids. Uh, we've got to train them and rebuild the foundation uh, as if it's day one. And we got a lot of confidence in the kids we have coming back, but we're treating everybody like it's like their level 101 is how we teach football. We try to get up to 201 as fast as we can. All of that said, all of that three minutes we just talked about, if you're going to come off of a state or if you're going to come off of a, the season before having accomplished anything, finishing on top's not a bad place. No, yeah, I'll take it. Winning's way better than losing. Yeah, we, we're officially in on that train. So uh, if anybody's asking, uh, we're in on that and we'd like to try to do it again. Yeah. I'm some famous <laughs> coach, I'm sure, said. Everybody, everybody wants to win their final game in college football. That may be in a bowl game, high school football. Mm-hmm. Only what in Texas, I guess, it'd be about twenty-five or thirty teams get mm-hmm. to walk off the field with a win in the last one. Mm-hmm. And Lubbock Christian was in that number. And I think even a even a greater stamp of approval or of affirmation um, is that we played our best game the last game. Yes. And again, I think that's what that's probably what I'm most proud of and happy about is. It shows our kids' maturity. It shows our coaches' steadfastness. Um, we continue to stay sharp. We didn't peak too early. We also didn't get apathetic. 
Um, there was some blessing in there, obviously staying healthy and things like that. But man, we played really well down the stretch. That has to give you confidence in the strength training program and the way you kind of periodize your practices throughout the year. And so, uh, Lord willing, we'll put ourselves in a position to to hopefully be able to make another run and and uh, and kind of bring it bring this thing full circle again. Because the biggest question, right, is is well, can you do it again? Right. right. We had it in our post game supper. We're eating supper in in Waco. And somebody says, well, are you going to be able to do it next year? I just laughed. I, I, thought, I thought, man, it happens faster and faster. But, you know, I, I didn't take offense to it. It's like, you know what, sir, we're, we're going to put one great day in front of another and we're going to pursue it. But I'll tell you, the next goal is, is to get these guys ready for basketball. And then sure enough, that worked out well. Yeah, that didn't turn out bad. Get them ready for baseball and track. And we were all in on that. That didn't turn out too poorly. And then we had a great seven on seven. So we set ourselves up here for a fall. Yeah, you guys haven't taken a long period where you've just taken a deep breath when I say you get your players your athletes that's right. they've been just blowing and going right. ever since then who are some of those guys the, the the number may not be huge but the guys coming back I know are pretty key let's start on offense with you guys because you were so potent last year on offense now you lose Bax Townsend mm-hmm. I mean the Hub City Preps player of the year that's right and it, I'll tell you I don't know if I ever told you the when I was going through and deciding how that was going to work, Bax's offensive numbers were impossible to ignore. Mm-hmm. What he did on defense yes. down the stretch that's right. was what kind of nudged him. And that's that's you guys, that's you guys in a nutshell. That's you, right. You have great players who do this, but then they go over here and they're contributing on both sides of the ball. So let's that's right. start on offense, but if they're a two-way player, you can go that way too. So. You know, in our senior group, we, we return our running back, Brady Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the edge, we have Joseph Renehu, Josh Rogers, Luke Lee, um, guys that are trusted. Um, you, you bring back Tay Brooks, Daniel Grimstead, Ben Holly, guys that are do-right program culture guys, like they're going to do whatever's asked of them. Uh, in that sophomore class, our, our new quarterback, Walker Horn, a guy we have a lot of confidence in, had a great seven-on-seven, and, uh, and, and was a kid that, that did a role we asked him to do last year we thought would help develop him as a better football player, played our age position for us, and really really played well I was I couldn't have asked for a better year buy-in uh he's a culture guy he's a guy kids will follow and so that's exciting uh, when you're you're handing over the reins and you got somebody that's earned trust already that's exciting and uh then you get into our what was our sophomore and freshman crew now our now our juniors and sophomores and it's really just a, a bunch of kids that are bought in that work hard and again we're we're skinny, undersized kids, um, but there's some resiliency to them. They're smart, uh, and they have a lot of trust in their coaches. And, and when push comes to shove under the bright lights, uh, they have confidence that, uh, that together uh, that we are, we are a pretty formidable opponent. I want to go back to Welker for a second. Remind me where you are in this Hoffley brother pecking order. Three. So there, you've got older and That's younger. Right. Because you know he's he's baby he's, he's brother, three. Yeah, that's right. And he's got two uh-huh. older brothers who have done pretty well that's right. on the football field. That'll motivate a young man. There's no besides doubt. what you guys put him through. He's 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 sitting there at Thanksgiving dinner and going, man, that's I, right. I got to push myself. No, and I feel the same way. And I think that helps me as a coach be empathetic to him. And, and I think it helps Kurt as a coach of him. My my younger brother who's on our staff here and is the quarterback coach. We talk about that a lot when the three of us are in a room. Is um, you know, sometimes I may treat him like the big brother and Kurt gets to treat him uh, like an equal or a little brother. And, and I think together, just our chemistry of knowing how to relate with boys and, and in a house full of boys and a whole lot of football and 
the comparison and how it can be dangerous, uh, the pressures that come back from brothers coming back to watch you, uh, all that, you having, having such high goals. I mean, I can vividly feel and think all those things because I still feel that deep within me. And, and again, I think that helps us be better coaches because we're able to be empathetic and say, look, man, I, I've been where you're at. I get it. Let's take a deep breath. Uh, confirm with identity, you know, talking about how to handle prosperity and how to handle adversity. And when push comes to shove on Friday night, people can tell you what their offense is, what their defense is, but it's all about how you respond on Friday night. You're going to get punched in the mouth um, and how you handle that is key. And, and again, how we train our kids, how we train Welker, how Welker leads and trains the younger generation, that that's key to our culture here. It's kind of cool that he gets to do that as a junior because you mentioned the older guys and the ones that jump out in my mind are Brady Simmons, Luke Lee, and Joe Fernahoo. Mm-hmm. And watching you guys offensively, this isn't three yards in the cloud of dust mm-hmm. offense. Right. You get guys out in space where you use their toughness or you right. use their different skills. I'm thinking of Brady in the state championship game. You guys would flip the right. two of them on the edge, and as good as that team was that you faced, mm-hmm. they had very little chance. Mm-hmm. He he had that, I don't know if I, I believe he's a track kid too. Mm-hmm. I know he's a baseball kid, he but he got outside and was just there wasn't much hope for the defense. Yeah, and and you mentioned it having having every one of those guys that we're talking about here be a three sport guy. Yep. Every one of them be a three sport guy. Uh, so when the other guys, the other programs are having off season and they're uh, getting their competitions and their mat drills, and no disrespect to any of that, but man, I, I'd much rather take in season year round. And like you mentioned, it there's not been too much room for laziness uh, to get fat and happy for our kids because they've been competing on big stages year-round. And that's only going to pay off for them. Again, when you get back under the lights, there's nothing new. Like, hey, I've been on the big stage, on the court, on the turf, uh, on the grass, on the oval, whatever. I'm ready for the challenge. And that's why coaching the physical, coaching the mental, coaching the spiritual 365 days out of the year, you know, it pays off. So who are the undersized linemen going to be? Because you guys, <laughs> you, you and Trinity, my yeah. favorite stories every year are we're putting this 165-pound guy right. at left tackle. Yep, your favorite guy this year is going to be Ben Holly. That's okay. who you need to look for. You know, and you know the name. You know the Holly name. Right. And Ben played for us last year, played a little bit of a, of a slot back and some linebacker, and, and we're going to need to move him in. And so we'll put a big number on him, make him look big, and um, – you know, give him a. Give you can't him, give him the big yokes like back yeah, in the seventies. Yeah, I wish we could. Yeah, get a, a little neck roll. Yeah, uh, that'd be a good idea. Maybe a maybe a big face mask that hangs might, down a little bit. Longer. Maybe a sporting goods store somewhere in Nebraska that sells. sells That's right. Yeah, you know what? I do have those old forearm pads that my dad used to use. You know, we could put him in those, tape him up like the Boz. Uh, if anybody listening even knows who Brian Bosworth is, but yeah, Ben Holly's the guy. And and again, a do right, a give you everything he's got. He's extremely knowledgeable. He's already has all the O-line blocking schemes down. It's day four. Where's he moving from? And uh, so he's moving from fullback. Okay. From fullback down to O-line for us. And who are Same some other guys? Brother made a okay. year ago. Who are some of those other guys with him up front? So Tay Brooks, uh, Daniel Grimstead, Che Driscoll, Matt Pascuzzi. Uh, those will be guys that we count on. Uh, you know, it, at this level, you got to have some Ironmen. You got to have guys that can handle it. Uh, and again, for four seat for four months or five months out of a season. And uh, those guys will be key for our success. Let's flip to the other side of the ball, and a lot of these names are going to be the same. Will a lot of those guys you just mentioned be across the uh, line of scrimmage on the defensive line as well? Absolutely. And and you know the way we play. We just we're not going to leave any bullets in our holster. I mean, like uh, we 
We just want to go out. We, we, we want to, we're going to play Bax Townsend both ways. We're going to play Will Holly both ways. You know, last year, you mentioned that already. It's going to be the same way here is we want you as much as you can, as long as you can. That means multiple sports. It means a lot of reps uh, on Friday night. Uh, what we won't do is, is go down with our best guys on the sideline. We'll go down. If we go down, we'll go down swinging. Who, are, who will be in the middle of that defense for you? So Daniel Grimstead will be a name that you'll, that you'll have a lot. Uh, he'll, be, he'll be key for us. Um, you already heard Matt Pascuzzi and Ben Hawley. Kurt Royal will be another guy in our linebacker core. That'll be key for us. Day-Day Atkins off the edge. So, so you're going to have – sophomore or junior? Yeah, so he'll be a sophomore. Okay. Now. And so you'll, you'll have – we always try to do a D-line by committee. I think that's, uh, I think that's just wise, strategy-wise. Um, uh, that's how we kind of scheme it. So you'll see a lot of fresh faces roll in there. But uh, hopefully one thing you'll notice is that they'll all play with relentless effort. And skill position guys on offense. That's right. Kind of fill up your secondary That's for right. the most part. You just flip it over. That's exactly right. So, yeah. And there's a couple guys that, you know, like a Luke Lee, he could really play any position in the secondary and especially his senior year. Now he knows it like the back of his hand. So he may be a guy that swings a lot in terms of positions wherever we have greatest need. But you take the X and Z and you put them at cornerback. <laughs> you take the, the Ys and the Hs and you put them at safeties. It almost works just like that. Welker? Welker, that'll be an interesting one. So we need to develop a backup quarterback. And, and if we can do that, then, then we'll turn loose just like we did with backs. Obviously, backs got more, like you mentioned, toward the end of the season, backs got more on the defensive side because Welker got to a point where we had just an, a tremendous amount of confidence in him as a backup. And so it's going to be the same type of thing this year. This is... I kid you not, the, one of the playoff games I was at, somebody said, hey, that linebacker is playing quarterback. That's how good backs had gotten <laughs> yeah. at that position. They knew him as a linebacker yes. first. Yeah, yeah they, they were like, hey, he's not bad for a linebacker. <laughs> Col- you, culture is a big word. You've used it several times. This is a unique mix because you do have to turn the page, but you do want to acknowledge what happened. Mm-hmm. But your guys, whenever I talk to them, it, the thing that's – sit with me very well as they talk about it's not always about the scoreboard it's can we get better every day if we're getting better every day this is going to happen it's the max out mindset yeah and that that's the deal is we don't have to worry about should we talk about more should we talk about it less it's just be consistent with what we know the standard is just keep repeating the truth Um, don't you don't have to ever have to remember your tall tales if all you tell is the truth right and so and we just talk about it all the time. Our, you know, here's our mission. It's to conform to Christ. You know, we're a Christian school. We want to be unapologetically Christian. Uh, here's how we define success. It's a total release. It's a max out. And that's who we have to be. And if we are that team, then the scoreboard will take care of itself. It's a byproduct. And that's the beauty is, is I think we have a senior group that's all in on that. We've, like I said, we've been here eight years. So these guys have been with us through the, through the youth all the way up. And, and I think they, I think they, drink from the Kool-Aid. I think they're all in on it. Uh, obviously, you coach it every day, but it's sure exciting to know with some confidence that I can trust what's going on in that locker room and the way that this team is starting to grow into a player-led team. One other dynamic for you guys that, you, I don't know if advantage is the right word, it had been six or seven, eight years since you'd been in a Division three, Class 3A program in TAP, so a lot of those teams may have forgot about you how they mm-hmm. moved on. Mm-hmm. You showed up, you kind of spoiled the party as a Class 3A program across the board last year. So now you go from new kids on the block to a big old red target every time you step on the field. How are you to see how your guys handle that part of it? 
again, to, to be really transparent, like to us, that's just not an issue, right? I mean, um, we're always on the hunt. I mean, there, it, you can chase us, that's fine, but, but there's nobody that wants it more. Uh, we're not now defending anything. Um, we're not playing out of fear. Uh, it, is, it is max aggression. I mean, you think of, we're the Eagles, right? We're an Eagle. E- Eagles, apex predator. It's top of the food chain. You know, uh, there's, there's nothing that, that hunts Eagles. And so uh, for whatever that analogy works, like that's the mindset of the kids. That's what we're telling them every day. That's what we're feeding them is, is we're in pursuit of a max out. Uh, it's a nameless, faceless opponent on Friday night. Yeah, the challenges, I mean, there's an immense challenge in our schedule. We got great opponents coming up. But, but our job is to focus on us being the absolute best we can be. And so whether there's a target on us or not, you know, I, I, I don't necessarily care, nor, nor do I think that really changes anything. Uh, I'm just excited that, uh, that, that we get a chance to play some football and grow some, grow some young men up. It's kind of like the same thing as finishing with a win at the end of the season. It's better to, for me, it's always better to be the hunted. That's right. Than trying to find somebody to say, hey, pay attention. There you go. So There you go.